Hello, my name's Josh Topping, and welcome to a podcast that's currently being dubbed as Topping's Topics. Uh, it'll be a weekly or fortnightly thing where I basically go over various topics from games to movies, usually, or anything else going on that I feel like talking about, but currently it's going to be games and movies, most likely. Uh, this podcast is going to be mainly three movies that I've seen recently, which was Batman vs Superman Extended Edition. Uh, the Girl on the Train, and Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange I'll be talking about last because it's the most recent one to this recording, so naturally it's going to have the most spoilers in it. I don't even think it's released over in America yet, so just just uh, other places around the world, so sorry about that. But uh, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm about to talk about it, and I guess you can just pause it there if you don't want to listen to it and come back to it at a later date. But the first movie we're going to talk about is Batman vs Superman Extended Edition, or BVS I guess, we'll try and cut it down. Um, about the Extended Edition, yeah, and so it turns out that the important parts of the movie that were necessarily cut from the cinema edition was plot, because the only things that I find that they cut that were big were things that Lex Luthor Jr. were doing in the background to mess with people, like for instance... In the movie, you learn that Batman is branding people and sending them to prison where the people with brands are usually dying. It turns out that Lex Luthor is actually having those people killed in prison to set up Batman. And that is not explained in the cinema release at all. I, I have no idea why they would do it that way. But they also do another thing which I think silly, which is in the extended edition at the end, Lex Luthor Jr. has, well, in the cinema version, you have him in jail with his snot running down his nose and, and muttering about crap that you have no idea why he's muttering about. And it just seems out of place and, and just silly for where what he's doing. And it turns out that, yeah, when uh, the police come and get Lex Luthor from the spaceship, uh, he's actually talking to Darkseid, which is the next villain from Justice League. So he has actually spoken to... Uh, an alien, I guess I'm going to put it as, uh, who's going to be turning up in the next movie, which seems to me like a very important thing. And yeah, it's, it's cut from the cinema release, which I, I don't know. I don't really know if it was a director's choice or it's an editing choice or why they did that. But there is so much from that movie that they could cut that I feel that if they just cut certain things and put other ones in, it would make the story run a lot smoother. Like, for instance, at the start of the movie, you have an opening scene of Batman's or Bruce Wayne's parents dying, which we've seen several, several times. It's kind of like the thing from Spider-Man with, with great power comes great responsibility. We've, we've seen that Uncle Ben, we've seen that enough times with all the rehashes recently that we don't need another Uncle Ben scene. And it's just like with Bruce Wayne's parents. We don't need another another watch Bruce Wayne's parents die scene. It's just unnecessary. So I understand Zack Snyder wanting to put his own little spin on it, but at the same time, I feel like it was unnecessary. Now, I could come up with the argue that they they put that in there because they wanted to bring up Martha's name at the very start and show Martha's name. But if you're going to bring up Martha's name at the start, I don't think that you need to smash the audience's face with it for the rest of the movie because they bring it up so many more times before Batman says it to Superman at the end. You have, you have him visit the funeral with the name on it. You have him going around and saying it to other people. It was just, it's just, it's just assuming your audience is dumb is how I, is how I perceive it. 
and it's just smacking them over the head. It's just, oh, remember, remember Martha, Martha is the name of both their parents. That's going to be very, very important later on. You need to remember that. And I, I just think that's a very silly way to handle it. So I think the movie should start off with possibly Bruce Wayne landing in Metropolis when the fight's already going on and have him do his little, you know, drive-through scene and then have him running into the dust. And when he runs into the dust, have the Batman vs. Superman uh, logo come up then. And I think that'd be, a, that'd be a much better start to the movie. You're not rubbing the audience's faces in Martha and you get a much smoother run. I also think they needed to cut out... Zack, Zack Snyder does this amazing thing where... If you pause the movie at any time, any time you pause the movie, it'll make an amazing wallpaper. But if you just cut out some of those visual orgasmic scenes, just scenes that are just like, oh yeah, just like, you, you know, like the, the, the cinematographer was like looking through and checking out that scene and just, just jerking it off, just looking at it. If you just cut some of those scenes down, you'd actually have a pretty appropriate length movie with all the plot included. So I, I, I like Zack Snyder's look of movies. I, I like 300. I like the look of it. And I liked the idea of Watchmen. It's just, I think he needs to understand where story is needed and where visual appealing scenes can just take a back seat. Because if you have a movie where all the scenes, uh, every single shot is amazing, then the whole movie becomes boring because there's no scene that stands out. They're all just amazing together. Um, but I also think that they didn't really handle the DC universe very well either with Batman vs Superman leading up to Justice League and Suicide Squad. I feel like, I feel like Marvel have done a much better job at setting up a universe than DC has because Marvel had, and Marvel was smart. They did it quickly and they did it first, which, which is always usually a good way. But they, they, had, they, they took the time and they took the patience to set up their characters first. And they also had enough respect to know which characters they shouldn't set up. Like, for instance, the Hulk. They did two Hulk movies. It didn't work out very well. No one really liked it. And they went, okay, no one really likes Hulk, but we're going to have Hulk in, in the Avengers. But we're not going to do another solo Hulk movie because everyone knows who the Hulk is. So we don't need that. And they do a Spider-Man movie. And, well, they, they include Spider-Man. And they don't have it start off with him with Uncle Ben. They have it start off him joining already into the thing but you also have characters that you've set up and that we care about before they go into these massive collab movies so you have you know you have iron man one you have iron man two you you've set up iron man you care about him you have thor the movie you care about thor you have the captain america movie and no one gives a shit and then you drop the second one and, and people love it but you have these characters that they've set up that they actually give the audience time to care for before dropping them into ridiculous situations and, and just going, all right, punch each other for a bit, which I think is just a smarter way to do it. And I, I think, I don't know if DC will ever come out on top with them rushing into this Justice League thing, but I feel like Batman vs Superman was too much time spent on trying to mash in Justice League references, like with Wonder Woman looking at all the the Flash and all those people on the little Flash drive that she receives. I feel like that could be... I mean, if that was in a Marvel movie, I think that that would end up in an end credit scene where at the end of the movie, someone opens up all these things and has like a little teaser to the next movie. And I think that's a much smarter way to do that. You, you're, not, you're not trying to force into the next movie. You, you're focusing on your own movie. And then at the end of the movie, at the very end, you have a little snippet teasing the next one. And I think that's a much smarter way to do that than having this very already confusing story get even more confused by trying to add in little hints to Justice League as well. I think that's just silly. 
But I think everyone can agree that the best thing about the Batman vs. Superman movie was Batman. Um, ben Affleck did a fantastic job as Batman, and I think I'm a big fan of the Christopher Nolan ones with the Dark Knight. And I am quite happy moving on to Ben Affleck as Batman. And I hope that standalone does a really good job and portrays Batman well, because that universe is that universe is Batman is very interesting. The fact that he they took him and they took Batman in a direction where he kills people and just show him like how much off his rocker he is, but you still kind of root for him. I find that a, a very interesting place and finding like watching him evolve into that will be an interesting story for people to follow. I feel like it was a I feel like it was an enjoyable movie. I definitely could go back and watch it a bit uh, again. Uh, well, a third time probably, but I feel like they're not handling the characters properly and not respecting the stories enough. Now, moving on to uh, this is has this has, I've got like a little document here on the side. It's just I've got little plot points for me to roll into. And as I don't usually do this, I just kind of Figured I'd have something to run through, although I just did get off tangent for a little while on Bat- Batman vs Superman. But oh well, what can you do? <laughs> um, the next movie is The Girl on the Train, which I saw uh, a week ago now. Um, and initially, when I left the movie, I was I was quite annoyed. The first the first hour of the movie was not not a movie I enjoyed. Um, they spent a lot of time lying to you. Basically, one of the characters. Well, the main character basically is a um, portrayed as a drunk and portrayed as an aggressive, aggressive drunk and a hard person to live with. And they spend a very long time showing you, visually showing you how this person has uh, fucked up her life and, and how she doesn't really, uh, how I perceive it, she she doesn't really fit into society what she's with what she's doing. She's kind of just gone off the rails and and she's embarrassing her husband and she's embarrassing herself at different parties and then about halfway through they do this little twist and they show that it turns out the husband uh is the bad guy and he's just been lying to her this entire time now i I, the thing i don't like about this is i feel like if you're going to do a movie when i went into this movie i thought it was going to be like gone girl i thought it was going to be one of those movies where you know, it, it, it seems one way, but then it's another. But but then you kind of have feeling along the way it's going to twist somewhere, but you're not really sure where. But with this movie, I feel like it didn't give you enough as an audience member. Now, I'm sure if you've read the books, maybe you knew something that I didn't. But I haven't read the books. I've just gone into the movie and just watched the movie by itself. And I feel like if you are going to make a movie experience, I shouldn't have to go and do research in a book to understand it. It's the same with when Harry Potter came out. I've They cut a lot of stuff out, and I think it's kind of silly that, you know, if you wanted the whole experience, you had to go read the books and then and come watch the movie. Although they, they did a lot of things better. They cleared their own little things up. But in this one, they have a character do a complete 180 halfway through the movie without any suggestion that they like that. So the, the character's name is Tom and they show him in the first part. He's embarrassed to his wife. He's looking after her and, and she's abusive to him. And there's even one point where he's crawling on the ground and she smashes a mirror above him, shouting at him. And it turns out it was completely opposite. She was on the ground and he was smashing the mirror at her. And I feel like if you're going to pull those kind of stunts, you need to give the audience something to suggest that something is not right in those screens like you can't 
it's it's one thing to say something to the the audience that if it's this way it's another thing to show them a completely incorrect visual tale of it and then try and tell them later no that wasn't correct now i think gone girl did this in a much better way and they handled this deception much better when they have um ben affleck's character thinking about well he doesn't he can't believe what's going on and and the detectives telling him all these things that he's done wrong and how it makes it look him being incorrect and then but you have him there also telling you the entire way no i don't it's not that way it's not that way so although you go into those situations thinking i don't know who to trust i don't know if he's correct i don't know if if she's really alive or is she dead what's really going on there until about halfway through where it does the swap and it shows she is still alive it it le- it gives you little breadcrumbs along the way to show you that you know the the movie although is showing you something or is telling you something there is little pieces of information missing that seem out of place that make it seem wrong whereas the girl on the train the things they show you mostly for the most part seem all correct and straightforward uh, places like for instance she's at her she's at her husband's um boss's party and apparently in the first scene they show you she walks out onto this uh like dining area and then she gets angry and then she yells at the guy at the lady who's hosting and then she throws a plate into the wall and then her husband escorts her off and onto the street and then they shout for a bit and then he walks off and they show you that like that and then they come back later and they show you the exact same scene when someone's telling her that it was a lie and have her shouting and not throwing a plate and then having her come sit down and then having the husband stand over her and menacingly tell her to get up there leaving and then abuse her on the street. Like, I feel if you're going to at least show me a lie, give me some hints where I can make my own deductions that I'm being lied to. You can't just tell me one way and then tell me another way and just want me to come along. I don't, I don't think that's a very good way to do that. Um, but I think that maybe be a case of wasn't adapted very well to the movie, to, to the screen from the book. I think it maybe it w- might work better in a, in a book version to a screen. Um, but yeah, so uh, what can you do? Now, the last movie that I went and saw, which I actually went and saw about mm, four days ago now, I think it was, uh, was Doctor Strange, um, which I think was a really enjoyable movie. And uh, if you can tell by now, I liked it because it didn't, it didn't beat you over the head with stuff. In fact, I think this mo- this movie did maybe the opposite, which which for me I enjoy, but I can understand for some people is not a good thing. Um, which it didn't give you a life jacket. It didn't it didn't baby you along. There's a there's a moment in the movie where where Doctor Strange goes to this temple, and they just drop all this knowledge onto you in about maybe a three to four minute montage of just it's just pure visual and and um audio cues about what is the world he's about to step into and it it just drops all this knowledge on you straight away and it's a point in the movie where i think it's a it's a am i willing to accept this moment because if you come to that moment and you are not willing to accept it it'll throw the rest of the movie off you won't be able to accept anything else from the rest of the movie and you will hate that movie for the rest of the time you're in it but the other one is if you just sit back and you look at it and you go I don't understand what's happening, but I am going to go along with it. 
I think you're going to have a much better time in that movie because, yeah, there's some of the some of the shots in there are just nuts. And I think I think actually for a Marvel movie, there's a lot more death in this one. Like for instance, at the start of the movie, there's a head being chopped off, which I I, I don't. Have, it's been a while since I've seen any other Marvel ones. I think, I guess I guess I saw um, oh, what was it Captain America: Civil War? And they had they had Rhodey, but he didn't really die. He just kind of got paralyzed so i guess it's on a different spectrum but they had a guy's head get chopped off at the start of this movie and then they have a lady later on well they have the ancient one i'm, I'm spoiling things here so i've yeah i'm spoiling stuff um they have later on they have the ancient one fall through a uh like through a glass glass uh ceiling she falls several floors hits this glass ceiling falls through it and hits the ground and then they have a die um and yeah there's a lot more brutality on the screen which i'm wondering if the deadpool opened the door up for a lot more gruesome stuff happening in superhero movies now in saying that i don't think i don't think these superhero movies need to be gruesome to be enjoyable but i do think if they maybe if they don't if they don't hold back on things that they don't need to hold back on i think it might be an interesting way to take the characters forward I enjoy I enjoy the character of of Doctor Strange. I think I think Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job. Um, the story is actually quite a lot like the Iron Man story. To start off, it's you know he's he's really good at what he does. He's he's uh, pretty rich. He's pretty well respected. He's a pretty big smartass. And then he kind of gets a reality check. And although it's not you know he doesn't get to use his own toys that he's making. He doesn't have a realization that his weapons are destroying things. But he kind of has a more of a spiritual realization that he kind of has a moment where he 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 has to become less selfish he has to start thinking about others more than himself which i think is a is a pretty good story story arc yeah i mean it's it's a safe story arc um and i think that's that's mostly marvel is they always have pretty safe story arcs but it's it's always an enjoyable one to watch and i think what really makes this movie stand out from all other Marvel ones is really the action scenes. And I went and saw it in 3D, so there were some moments in this movie where they kind of do um, some Jason Bourne-esque shots where it kind of is like... It's very close up and very shaky camera. And it might have been the fact that I had 3D glasses on, but sometimes it feels like I'm almost too close to the action that I'm not really understanding what's going on. Um, especially in, there's a fight scene in a corridor and it's a lot of, lot of special effects going off on the screen. It's kind of hard to, to see what's going on. It's like, oh, I have no idea what just happened, but okay, he just came ahead and that kind of stuff. But, uh, for the most part, the, the visual fight scenes and the, and the grounds that they're fighting on was amazing. There's a scene and it's in the trailer as well. It's a scene where the city splits into four and he's running on one building and the building splits apart and then he falls off it and he's like flying down to the next one and that kind of scene is just that's just kind of nuts to to watch and the the kind of brains that go behind that to make that into actual visual representation i think is is really really cool and really nice so i'm i'm liking the step forward in that and the end teaser in the doctor strange was uh him helping Thor, so hopefully he's in the, well, I'm assuming he's going to be in the next Thor movie, because that'll make, Thor's probably the weakest one for me, I don't really, I don't really enjoy the Thor movies, so having Doctor Strange there as well, maybe that'll pick that up and it'll be a much, much better movie for me to enjoy.
but yeah those are the three movies that i've seen recently um and yeah this is the first podcast i'll be doing so like i said at the start i'll probably be doing these depending on how smoothly they go um either a week or a fortnight or a month i haven't really decided yet um it'll just be about random things so hopefully this will be able to go up on itunes but if not it'll be going on soundcloud and any other place that i can put it and i'll uh, see you in the next one thanks bye